Welcome to Ben and Jeremy's Ohio's Finest Podcast. This week, there's a special guest coming onto the show. We're joined by Jeremy Guy. Ben's going to be outnumbered two Jeremy's to one. Jeremy is the Assistant Commissioner for Communications for the Mid-American Conference, where he's had a major hand in the social and digital success of the home of Maction. I've had the pleasure of working with Jeremy for multiple Mac Football Media Days, as well as the Mac Football Championship, and we're excited to chat with him this week. Jeremy, welcome. Thanks, guys. Uh, and I will say, first off, that I love the name of the podcast. Uh, I love it. And... Um, you know, we got a little extra Jeremy in this week's episode, so I'm I'm happy to I'm happy to add a little more flavor. It, well, that's wonderful. Before I even get into it, actually, you say you not love the name of the podcast. There's a specific people that don't like the name of well, a podcast, and that is actually Ben and Jerry's. Uh, we actually got a cease and desist letter from them last week regarding our logo. So, All right. Uh, I like that. That's a story I'm going to tell the rest of my life is, you know, we're, we're going to try. I say we're going to fight it because those guys up in the Vermont have had it too good for too long. But uh, who knows? Maybe we won't make that's it. big time. But Jeremy, I got a, I have a very crucial question for sure. you. Uh, and that's, you know, I've known Jeremy since our days in college. And I want to say every single interaction uh, outside of maybe one interaction that I've had with Jeremy has been exceptionally unprofessional. Uh, wh- what is he like in a professional setting? Jeremy was a, I mean, Jeremy too. We'll call him J2. I'm definitely J1. Uh, <laughs> of course. He, I mean, I remember our media days. He was, he was professional. But, you know, you got to remember, at that time when we were working, a guy's trying to find a job. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I know you, you, you were, he was doing all the right things during that time. I can't think. Uh, of any instance, to be honest, I wish I had something for you, but uh, <laughs> I remember uh, Football Hall of Fame, right? You were the Football Hall of Fame with me, and um, and that yeah. was like one of the best media days. And uh, no, I, I knew I knew that J two over here was was going to be going places, and uh, and uh, I, I wish <laughs> I had something unprofessional for you, but I just don't. He's 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 a he's a good guy. Well, here's the thing is Ben, Ben wasn't hiring or Ben didn't, Ben didn't know anybody in the, in the industry for me to go get a job for. So I have no reason to be professional <laughs> towards him. I like it. I like it. <laughs> and, and he hasn't lived up to, you know, that professional standard with me whatsoever. No. Well, it's kind of, it's kind of funny that the way that I even got connected with J1 was that he put out a, a tweet saying if anybody wants to work Mac media day and help me with social media, um, reply to this tweet or DM me. I can't remember what it was. DM me why you should. And, and I sent him a DM and I think, I think he said something like, I like your name, but he also, he also knew, I think I mentioned that I worked in the Miami office and he, he was like, Oh God, I know Dave. So I don't know if, I don't know if I should bring you on here, but <laughs> But it was it was literally through Twitter DM, and then I came back the next year, and then that winter of my senior year for the MAC championship up at Ford Field was a blast. Like that yeah, was so much yeah. fun. I love doing that. Uh, I will say I've done that pretty much my whole career at the MAC, uh, or at least in the last few years. I'm always looking for people. There's there's tons of people out there that want to break into this field, and I'm there for them um, to give them that chance because I remember. It was a ways away. It was a long time ago now, but I remember get, wanting to get my first crack and getting experience. And when you get guys in, guys and girls in, that um, that you can see the passion, you can see that they get it. 
you know that like in a couple of years, they're going to find a job. And, and one of those big first steps is saying, I want to volunteer at something. And I tell class, classes and everyone that I talk to that that's a huge first thing is just giving up your time and getting experience and um, putting your name at the top of a bunch of resumes because you've had a personal connection with someone. Oh, and that's wonderful. And that actually kind of leads us into, again, my other first question is I looked, you know, I looked at your LinkedIn. I uh, sure you saw, I might've gotten that, you might've gotten that notification. Uh, and obviously I see from years, uh, I assume in college, you were at working for BGSU, Bowling Green. Uh, and then I see that you went off for, I see about two years that you went off to Kansas, but then you found your way back in the Mac. Uh, I mean, was it, uh, do you want to be closer to home or what was it? What brought you back to the Mac setting? Um, the real quick story is I started as a student in Bowling Green. Um, actually, I was a business student and I was, uh, I did so bad the first two years I was put on academic probation at BG, swear <laughs> to God, and I couldn't get it. I was awful at math. And so I just needed to find something and find something quick to get through school and BG had sports management program. I uh, first enrolled into that. And then second thing I did was go up to the football stadium and offer my time. It was a great time at BG because Urban Meyer was the head football coach during that time. BG football was rolling. Oh, yeah. BG basketball was doing really well. So it was a fun time. So for two and a half years, I did that. And then during those summers, I worked for the Cleveland Indians, Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, I was always coming back home and doing something to offer my time in the summer. So uh, then the opportunity arose. Uh, I was actually an intern at Toledo after my senior year. And halfway through the summer, uh, I saw an open, there was actually the, a job thing. It's called COSIDA. Um, but COSIDA was in Cleveland that year. And I just got lucky that I lived in Cleveland. And so I went and uh, I got together with the um, KU guys. We hit it off. And before they left Cleveland, I had an internship offer. And uh, it just shows like it wasn't even about resume. It was just like connecting and clicking with people. So I took the opportunity, went out to Kansas. I spent only one year out there, um, Bill, Coach Self's first year. And uh, Roy had just left the program and, and Coach Self came in. And it was an awesome year. I mean, going from a place from BG to KU and seeing how basketball operates there is like uh, un something I'll never forget. And so I tried after that um, to land a job. I thought, well, all this experience and, and then I have uh, stuff at Kansas, which is huge school and I wasn't landing anything. And so uh, I thought, well, what is close to home where maybe I could get experience again? The Mac had an internship uh, because of my connections to BG and Toledo and then my experience at Kansas, it was a fit. And I was like, hey, I can make some money, live at home, done. And the rest is history. I've been there now. Uh, this is my 17th, going into my 17th year. So it's been a fun ride. Um, I love being at the Mac. And uh, I'm really glad that that internship was open. And then some other things fell my way for me to be hired full time. And you, you mentioned you've been there for 17 years. And in that time, the Mac's brand has grown so much, namely with the Maction identifier. And it's really become like, you know, I don't want to say a niche thing, but like a cult thing where it's, it's just such an awesome brand right now. And you've seen the growth of that. So 
what's it been like to be a part of that? Where, what was it like at the beginning stages? Um, just take, take us through that process of how that brand of Maction started. Sure. And uh, people always ask me, like, did I come up with Maction? And the answer is no. Um, I did. You got to change that. Yeah, yes. no, no. I, I wish I could take credit, but I can't. Um, there's ways to fact check that. And we're, you know, the, how the world is. We've got to fact check. So um, I'm not going to claim to do that. Uh, but I started to see it, right? I started to see it on Twitter and everything. I'm like, you know what? I mean, that's so easy, but why not? And we had just been hashtagging stuff like Mac football, Mac basketball. I'm like, so you saw it and people started to like use it and you're, you're following it. And I just was like, well, we, we might as well just start using this. So uh, I knew that there were some fans already behind it that talked about it. And then we had a little fan base. So we started using it and I just started like putting it on everything, everything, everything. Um, and we had some good luck along the way. And that's how it's grown. Uh, since Maction has been a t hashtag, you know, we've gone to a, college baseball world series at Kent state. We've had, um, NIU go to the orange bowl. We have had PJ Fleck and Western Michigan go to the cotton bowl. Uh, we've had a number one draft pick in the NFL. We've had Khalil Mack. So, and we've had sweet 16s. We've had, you know, so all of this, and you guys know the Mac is all about being the underdog, having a chip on your shoulder. Um, you know, we're not the most heavily recruited student athletes or coaches, but uh, we can make our name for ourselves. So that just took its following. And you use that on these big events and it just, it just took off. And it's crazy that, you know, from watching a few fans use Maction and then blowing it out on everything. And now we've changed our website to get some Maction. We have all of our banners at all of our championships. The kids want to take them home. So it's like crazy that I had a part in that, you know, and uh, that will stick with me forever. Um, but that's that's how it grew, and uh, you know, we're we're just hopefully getting started. And you mentioned with the, the being the underdog and and the Mac being represented at such high levels, and sometimes you you've just got to force yourself into something that you're not really involved in. And a couple of years ago is a perfect example of that with the campaign to get the Maction flag at college game day. Um, who, whose idea was that? Or how did that, how did that come about? Because it's this idea of, okay, you know what? Maction's got some traction uh, for lack of a better <laughs> phrase. Maction's got some traction to it. So let's just, let's, take this to some place that we might not even be at and let's get ourselves represented on national television every week and send the flags. Yep. To people. Uh, that was me. That was my idea. Um, and I'm glad we had the backing. That was when our commissioner actually had this fly the flag campaign. I don't know if you guys have seen the video, but commissioner Steinbrecher dressed up like a pirate and he's walking like the shores of Lake Erie and this wild football commercial. And so we had that flag and it was a big push. So I said, you know, a great way to get this out there is to, you know, everyone sees the flags college game day. So it was a crazy, crazy thing. Uh, I didn't know anyone pretty much on any campus, but I managed to find someone, I think, except for two and, and one, I had someone, but the flag like didn't get there in time. So uh, I remember we hit every place and had someone volunteer. We, we, uh, 
got them the flag. We let them keep the flag. And uh, it was cool. Like every week I'm watching and looking for someone and we're text. I'm, I have the other person on and we're texting like, where are you standing? And, you know, uh, try to get here and blah, blah, blah. So um, yeah, it was a really cool thing. Uh, and I, you know, I wish we could do it again, but you know, obviously times right now, I, I can't wait for a full college game day setting once again. And, you know, once that happens, uh, I, I would expect to see a Mac flag there. And that's wonderful. I know, I mean, that's sort of, uh, from someone who's not in the industry that you guys are, I, I see that as more of like a guerrilla marketing tactic. And I think that's wonderful. And you had, uh, albeit it maybe got a little muddled, but it, it's an excellent opportunity that you had during this pandemic in a guerrilla marketing tactic. And that was with Barstool Big Cat and his coach, Doug's. Uh, I'm one, I'm, I was a big fan of it. It was something that kind of broke up a little mundaneness of just being home all day, all the time. And, I, you know, Jeremy shared, J2 shared some thought, uh, insight with me because they were also at Texas Tech and then at Toledo. And some of the insight that he had, I would bet that you have a lot more insight as to kind of what it did for Toledo, what it did for the MAC. Um, I mean, are you able to go into that at all? Sure. Um, there's no denying that anything Barstool Sports touches uh, in the media world and sports world uh, just blows up. Uh, whether you like them or not, uh, and there's both sides, and I realize that, um, you, you still see the stuff, right? And you're either complaining about what they did or you love it. Uh, I remember when they started, uh, when Big Cat started the whole thing and you know, he's picking his first team. And we're like, at that point, it hadn't really been. So it was like, I follow that stuff. So I was like, I wonder who he's going to pick. And it's a, it's Toledo. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And all of a sudden, I knew right then, like, wow, this is a chance. I mean, we got to We got to jump on this. And uh, I have a relationship with 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 Big Cat. And, um, you know, I, I'll send them a message here and there. And I've worked with some guys from Barstool on a few things. And I just knew, hey, it, like you said, Ben, like this is a slow time. And we, let's have some fun. Social media is fun. And uh, watch him play the games, just laugh out loud funny. And as he went around and this and that, and we would try to tie on even when he wasn't at a Mac school, we would – Say, hey, congrats on your first bowl win. I like, saw all those. All this stuff. I saw all those. And, and behind the scenes, yeah, behind the scenes, I'm sending the tweet, like DMing him. It's like, I want to make sure you see this. And I mean, our engagements, our everything went up. Um, and, and, you know, you got you to gotta use that. And when you're in Mexico, everything was tagged with an action. So Big Cat puts that out. It's not about giving necessarily all the love to Barstool. It's look how many people saw the Maction hashtag, period. And, or the Mac logo, if he retweeted us, you know, and, and that gets in people's feeds and I'm all about that. And I, I saw it. So when it came down to the time when he come back, came back to Toledo, like everything was planned. You got all this stuff going. And um, then Toledo, I'm sure it was, I know it was big for them. Um, what is it? Skull Sparks. They, they put out engagement things and, you know, at that time, the Mac and Toledo were in the top three, top five, and uh, it's obvious why. And so um, it, it's it's really fun. Uh, I thought it was a great idea. 
and uh you know for the mayor of toledo to give him like the key to the city and like it's just wild right and that's where we are uh prior to when all sports came back and um yeah you you know i'm just a guy that i'm i love sports i love social media and both are fun and let's have a good time with them so yeah it was it was tremendous and that's wonderful because that is because there's i mean obviously with on Twitter, there can be a dark side to all of it, which is awful and no one likes it, but you're exactly what you said. Social media is supposed to be fun. Sports is supposed to be fun. When they combine, it's the greatest thing ever. I know, I think, I don't know if it was Barstool or Big Cat, whatever, but they just, they sent out a tweet like last week or whenever you guys announced that Mac was back. And it was just a clip of, a little tiny highlight clip of some, you know, some action. When you think of action, you might think of a little bit of almost clumsiness. And it was just, and it was like, that's just good fun. That's just what it's all about. And he, he's used that video like, like uh, it's close to 20 times. I mean, and there's videos that he's made from our championship game. And I do know it's all in good fun, but I do know that there's some people who kind of say, well, he's kind of making fun of the Mac. And I know deep down that it's not that. And so it's tough on a personal level for me that I know that that's it, but there's others that are like, they don't, they don't know. And they, and that's social media, right? There's always going to be fans. There's always going to be haters and that's what you got to do. So, you know, it, it is, it is what it is. And, um, but I'm of the side of it's fun, but you, you, you do have to watch and there's a fine line with stuff, but coach Doug is tremendous. <laughs> I'd say, I'd say Toledo winning a national title would, would probably go down as the biggest Mac moment of all time. But um, one of the questions that we had was, off Twitch, there's been a lot of great Mac moments over the over the years, and um, you know that just make the conference so proud to be on such a big stage. And, and it's so cool, like you know, going for, going to a Mac school. All of us here have went to a Mac institution, and seeing them represented at that stage is is unbelievable because it is an underdog mentality, but it's also this mentality of like, we can hang with you. We can hang with anybody. And it's, it's proven, it's proven um, year after year. Um, one that comes to mind for me is, is Kent State making the College World Series like you talked about. And that was just so cool seeing them clinch that bid. Um, my question for you is what's it like promoting a Mac school from the conference perspective when they're on such a big stage? For example, Kent going to a College World Series. It's unbelievable. I mean, no one's expecting it. So, and everyone's kind of on your side because you're the dark horse. Uh, so it's fun and it's fun for our schools because they haven't been there. So we try to do some fun things. Everyone's open to doing media things and interviews. So, uh, cause everyone wants to take in the moment and be part of it. So something like that was, was awesome. And, um, like, I, I think we may get into it, so I'm not going to lose it all right now. But to answer your question, it's just to promote those big moments um, that we're not supposed to necessarily be in is uh, definitely one of the most fun parts of my job. And this will probably take you back because I really wanted to know, because if I'm correct, this was this was while you were a student still at BG, I, I believe. I think my, my I was correct. But when Antonio Gates in the Kent State went to the Elite Eight, and I believe you were, you were I would guess, your junior year. Would that be correct? Uh, yes, that is, that is correct. Obviously, we, you know, Jeremy and I, we didn't really get to have that kind of experience. But were you 
Did you find yourself rooting for Kent State, even though you went to Bowling Green, having even back then having that Mac pride way back in 2002? Yes, uh, I remember exactly where I was, uh, an establishment in Bowling Green <laughs> called Ziggy Zumba's. Um, I was there and I was watching the game. Uh, I remember exactly. And I remember I was cheering Kent State on like crazy. It was a t- diff- difficult time because BG was really good in hoops then and Kent was like always getting BG's number. But yeah, I mean, you had the Mac pride then. And I remember being at that place, just cheering them on like crazy. And uh, that was that was really cool. Ziggy Zumba's is a, a pretty a pretty great establishment, a pretty noticeable one, yes. I would say. So another thing that I wanted to ask, because I think one of the most fascinating things about the Mac is that there are in certain sports there are powerhouses. And albeit, you know, one of them isn't actually the Mac, but sake of this it'll be the Mac with Miami of Ohio being so good at hockey Kent State being good at baseball and then having Akron being so good at men's soccer I mean is that is that so specific Mac or is that uh, like what are your thoughts on that having these I don't want to say niche but the guess these niche schools having these niche sports where they're there are powerhouses it just shows that um, when you're winning and you can get good coaches in and you can keep things rolling, that you you get a you get a pedigree and you get um, other every however many years or every year you see that you're at the top of the MAC or um, that you're playing for a championship or that you're in the NCA and clearly it's big in recruiting. I mean, winning's the name of the game. And if you're doing it over a sustained period of time, um, it gets some eyeballs on you. So I think over the years that that's why the, especially the ones that you've mentioned have been able to keep that going. They've, they've just retooled no matter who the coach is. Um, and, and they've done what it takes to get these kids in and, and, um, and can keep it rolling. So yeah, it's, it's really cool to see. So we've gone over some of the great Mac moments of the last couple of years. What would you say some of yours are that we might not have talked about yet that you, whether it be when you were a student or whether it be in your time working for the conference where you can recall right where you were when you saw it happen. Yeah, I have, I have um, three and then I'll give a bonus one at the end here as I was, a, I wasn't even really a student, but so uh, the college world series, without a doubt, is number one on my list. Going to Omaha with Kent State, I was there the whole time with them, uh, something I'll never forget. It was incredible. Omaha is awesome. That whole experience was so cool. And and to be with Kent State, I did like a daily blog. I'm doing an interview. I was traveling with the team pretty much, like once we got to Omaha and going to practices and everything. And I was in Oregon when they clinched. So that game was probably the best game at game three in Oregon when they clinched because I mean, that was just crazy. So, yeah. So that's kind of like one whole moment, but I'm including the Oregon plus Omaha Um, two um, and not in necessarily the, well, yeah, two would be, I traveled with Western Michigan to the cotton bowl. Uh, I had not traveled to NIU uh, with NIU to the orange bowl, but I did get the chance to go, with Western to the Cotton Bowl undefeated. And I mean, just the way they took care of everyone at the Cotton Bowl, 
um, was uh, crazy. I mean, I'm going to the pre-parties and, you know, oh, we're going to have a, a musical guest at tonight's party. And I'm a country music fan. And they're like, oh, tonight we're going to have Rascal Flats. And it was like Rascal Flats for like 100 people. Like, I mean, you know, I'm like not a huge Rascal Flats person, but that's like really cool, you know. So getting all that and being in a really cool hotel down there in Dallas and being able to see that. And Western hung in that week, uh, that year. And working with Coach Fleck was um, awesome. And, and he was willing to do anything. So I'll remember that. The third thing um, is just a, a thing that will always stick with me is that I had the opportunity to go to the Combine. And I went to the combine the year that Khalil Mack was coming out, that Jordan Lynch was coming out. Uh, Willie Sneed was another. Uh, those are probably the – I mean, and then those are Mack guys. And Johnny Manziel. And there was – I mean, so going – although uh, you don't get to necessarily go see him do all the 40-yard dashes and all the drills and you're in the media center, it was just something I had never experienced before. And to catch up with a Khalil Mack at – the combine and you know, his next step is going to be like, you know, a top at that then. Yeah. Top five pick. And he was, um, and to come and talk to Jordan Lynch after being a Heisman finalist and just being able to have that opportunity that most people don't get to see the inside of was really cool. Um, the bonus one is when I was at Kansas, but I flew home for college game day at Bowling Green. And, uh, I went as a non-worker, I went totally as a fan and as an alum, and man, that's all I got to say. I mean, it was awesome. They played NIU. Is that because you don't remember they the rest? No, no, I remember everything. I tell you, I, I remember everything. Got there. I flew home from Kansas just to go. I mean, when you're an alum and college game days come, and you got to take advantage. And uh, my dad went with me. Uh, a bunch of my pals went with They're like, college game day, are you serious? And they didn't even go to BG. And it was a great, great time, um, and uh, one I will never forget. Well, that's wonderful. I, it's funny because – I was just going to say, it's funny because in our industry, Jeremy, um, you don't get to go to games as fans, like, hardly at all. And so when an opportunity comes up to be like, I'm flying home for this. Like, I'm not – I'm not missing this. And it's just, it's awesome when you get to take advantage of something like that. Yeah. And I'll, I'll just say one more. It's not a Mac thing, but the only other thing that I'd say is a moment that will always stick with me is when I was at Kansas and we would have to, when they were out of town as an intern, you would have to create like stat reports for the coaching staff for, so that when they came back, they had them pretty much under their door. And we would sit there and watch the game, but we would just go shoot hoops at Allen Fieldhouse by ourselves, like me and the other intern, and to be in a cathedral of basketball and be able to just shoot. Danny Manning was on staff, like he'd be out there sometimes, like not during that, but at other times, um, and just take advantage of like the opportunity to just go out and one of like the, the best places to watch a college basketball game uh, is another kind of highlight of my career. That's incredible. I was at, um... Cameron Indoor this past fall yeah. we were there for soccer for an NCAA tournament game and our head coach went to Duke and he took us around the campus and whatnot and he talked his way into into Cameron Indoor walking into that court was amazing sure man I mean yeah. if I had to say if I had to pick a matching moment that I've personally experienced it would have to be 
Miami winning their first game um, after going winless for like 21 in a row back in, it would have been fall of 14. That was Chuck Martin's first year. I remember reading about him before he got there. And I remember working the game with Dave and his crew and ESPN called it the toilet bowl because UMass had the second longest losing streak. <laughs> so it was, it was freezing. It was probably 45 degrees. And I remember Dave had me down on the concourse. Like I was wanting to do photo or, or some sort of something tied to social media or communications, but he actually had me down on the concourse handing out the promotional little statues i can't remember who the statues were of it was one of the coaches from the from the cradle it was coaches. i think i and had I was, a statue yeah i, I, I think I, I, I remember I, having a harbaugh statue but i don't know that might have been it and i was handing them out and it was like 45 degrees and i'm like dave dave please and at halftime he came down he's like hey they want you uh, we need you up in the press box to to spot or whatever it was. And I'm like, Thank God, I'm not gonna be not gonna be down there anymore. But I remember it happening. And the way that it ended was just so crazy because you know it was on ESPN and it, it was it was one of the main games of of the day. And you've got these two teams that are have the longest losing streaks in college football. And it was like a forty. Each of them put up forty points, and it, it was ridiculously back and forth in the last couple minutes. And the way that it ended was just totally worth it because Miami went up a couple points, like maybe like two, something where it was a field goal would have lost them the game. And UMass completes like a 35 or 40 yard pass to get down to the Miami 20. And they basically have a chip in for the game winning field goal and clocks ticking. And instead of spiking the ball and going for the game winning field goal, they throw a screen pass and the Miami Miami linebacker Kent Kern who went to high school with me tackles him out of bounds or tackles him like at the two yard line and they rush the field and I remember the announcers on the broadcast were like why didn't he spike it and you've got all these you've got all these fans rushing the field and it's just it's just you wouldn't expect fans to be rushing the field under those circumstances but it was it was just it was just a perfect culmination of like these two programs that ESPN had written off and ESPN had, had said, you know, this is going to be just a horrible football game. And looking back on it, there were some unbelievable plays in that game. I remember some inter that, that might've been the game where Quentin Rollins might've one handed an interception in the end zone or something ridiculous like that. And it was a crazy game. It was back and forth. It was high scoring. And I just remember the end of that day, just like, you've got to be kidding me. That was one of the most exciting sporting events I've ever that's been. That's awesome. And that's why I love the Mac. Like, stories like that are great. Like, no one would ever in a million years think about that game. But it meant something to you, and it, it means something to Mac alums. And that's why I'm still here. It's it's great. And the people that are really tied into Mac and Maction and and everything, and, and the, the students that take advantage of a college experience and going to the games, like, all of our stadiums could be sold out if they wanted to or close. I mean, at least the fans, the student sections. And, you know, it's, it's part of school. And it's part of college. And go out and have fun and, um, and watch, your, watch your alma mater play a football game. And I hope that when everything's done with the pandemic that people realize, like, man, you know what? It's kind of took advantage of never doing that. And being at an event like that is going to be something really cool. Yeah, and you got a lot of Mac schools that, that really have to compete with like the bars sometimes at some of these schools. And, and you, and you know, at a lot of Mac schools, you got a lot of kids walking around and, 
you know, say Miami, a lot of kids walking around in Ohio State or even Cincinnati sweatshirts. Yeah, and you're like, that would never. That would, it's my biggest that? pet peeve in the world. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would never, I would never, you know, it just bugs me. You would never see that elsewhere. And I remember one time we had a career fair um, where our athletic communications table was trying to recruit people. And I went up. I wasn't working that. I did later, but I wasn't working it. And I went up and I just went to go say hi. And Angie Renninger, if you remember her, she was a women's basketball contact. I totally did not even think about the fact that I was wearing a Notre Dame sweater. And she was like, get away from the table wearing that. Get away. (laughs) And but but you're right. You've got a lot of people who would identify as, you know, at Miami, like I'm an Ohio State fan or I'm I'm a whatever fan. And um, people would ask me, like, I'm a Miami fan. They're like, well, who do you watch? I'm like, that's the only team I follow. I don't I don't follow these other teams like that. And it's, it's something that if people, you know, truly take advantage, and you're right, I, I do hope people afterwards are like, wow, what a hiatus from sports and attending live sporting events. Like, I want to go check out this volleyball game, or I want to go check out, you know, this men's basketball game or women's basketball game and, and see what those environments are like, because you do get those games. Like, the reason that people won't, won't necessarily think that there's elite athletics or that there's crazy you know, emotional games going on in the Mac is because it's people are not, you know, people are not always going and it doesn't have a national TV audience. But if you go in person, you're going to see something special. And I, like I said, like that UMass game, there are multiple games, volleyball games, soccer games oh, yeah. and stuff that I remember from Miami that were incredible. And I left there thinking that's one of the most exciting games I've ever been to. And and I think when people realize that, and hopefully more people do, and I think they will just naturally being, that is part of the college experience. And if you're going to go to a school, um, you need to take advantage. I think you owe it to yourself to be able to take advantage of, you know, like a lot of these schools have free attendance for, for students and being able to take advantage of that and go see what's out there at your, on your campus every yep. week. It, it's exciting. No doubt. No doubt. Well, one thing I just wanted to get into, just because, and I, from my understanding, they might not actually be NCAA, so I don't know how much interaction you have with them, but my little brother is actually an esports athlete at Akron, and I was just, I mean, what is, as far as the communications with that, are you involved with that at all, with it not technically being NCAA? Oh, wow. I'm not. Um, we do have, we have the uh, esports collegiate, which is where all the max schools are in. Uh, I do not have, I mean, I know about it a little bit, enough to probably get in trouble, but um, my, co- my co-worker, um, you know, it handles a little more of the media side and kind of, I think they, I think they had a thing tonight, actually. I think my brother had something tonight as well. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, uh, but it's really cool that we're getting involved. I can say that, um, and that we're backing an esports collegiate, I mean, the, the conference, and it's out of uh, there's no question it's a growing field and growing sport and uh and lots of people love it and lots of people watch it and uh yeah it's gonna be fun i i hope it gets me in it, it might you know get me into trouble with my wife because i may want to like start playing video games again but <laughs> i probably already do let's be honest but um yeah it's it's really cool that we're part of that now ben did you have a trivia question oh Uh-oh. um well Let's see, I'll test your memory a little bit because I did a Google search in preparation of this. And it was basically because we, I mean, one thing we didn't really get into is the fact that, you know, the Mac plays on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and how 
big that's been for the Mac. I mean, I bet you could go on for days, but as an introductory to that potential conversation, there were back-to-back weeks uh, in November 1st and November 8th of 2011. All right. And a team was in both of these games in a game where they, they lost 63 to 60. And then where they Toledo, he, he doesn't even need it. He doesn't, he doesn't even need it. <laughs> you want to, do you want to finish it? I mean, I'll let you finish, but it was, wait, wait, don't tell, wait. Uh, the first game was, uh, this is where I'll probably like get my heads too big, but the first game was NIU yes. Toledo. Yes. And that, and that's the game that they lost. Yes. Lost. Yes. Then the next week, Toledo was in the game, and they beat Western Michigan. That is correct. Can you give me the final oh. score? <laughs> oh, man. It was in the 60s, yes. right? Both teams. It was uh, – I'm just going to uh, – six. I'll just say 63-60. But, the uh, first one was 63-60. The second one was 66-63. Oh, yeah. all right, all right. Well, okay. Again, I gave, yeah, I gave you the I'll date, and you were like, yeah, I know the game. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask me, and I wouldn't know the very first game. I used to know it, but the very first time we played midweek football, and that's a good one to throw out of people, and I believe it's Toledo and Marshall because that's when Marshall was in our league, uh, but I couldn't give you the year. I believe it was 2000, was it not? Oh man, it probably was. Because I, I, yeah. I mean, that, when I when I looked that back, up, it was I didn't know if it was like oh since two thousand or it's like hey we started in two thousand. Right. It's probably right, um, but it, I thought it was like I didn't start the Mac till oh four. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Look it up. It's a good one. Um, and I will say back to our very first question about Maction and the brand. Those two games that you just brought up are kind of what really kick-started Maction because people were watching us nationally. That's been huge for us. And the fact that, you know, we're the only game in town on the weeknights and that those two games back-to-back were so high scoring and people were like, oh, this is awesome. And uh, that's, that's another thing. I talk about all those big moments, those two games back-to-back weekend, that's a huge moment in the creation of Maction, no doubt. With – and it's so perfect, right? Because you've got people, you've got the bulk of college football games on Saturdays, and then you've got the NFL on Sundays, and people crave that midweek break and that midweek football, and, and it's just so perfect to get it on the national stage. And obviously, you've worked, you know, 10 times more midweek games, and you've been around more midweek games than I have. But in my time in Miami, like, it, it can be tough for a department to you know, pull together a Tuesday night, 8 p.m. game when it's 40 degrees out. But at the end of the day, the brand exposure is just like almost too hard to pass up. No question. And this year, especially, and this is, again, going to be all speculation from on my part. But do you think that there was going to be an even more of an uptick uh, in this year? Because normally in November, that's when basketball and when hockey first starts up. But they're not going to be starting up then. So you are going to be quite literally the only game in town on that Tuesday night. I mean, how much, because you're going to be playing, uh, I think I saw public, you're going to be. We'll be on a Wednesday night because Wednesday. The, the election's on the Tuesday. Okay. Presidential election's that Tuesday. So unfortunately they got to ruin it for us <laughs> and uh, we can't play football. Um, but no, they, uh, we, so we'll have six games 
on a Wednesday night <laughs> on uh, November 4th. And so it, it's going to be a lot of fun. And then, you know, as, as the weeks play out, um, we'll be releasing a schedule soon. But, you know, I, I would expect to see more midweek football um, in that schedule. And then, um, you know, as we make a six-game sprint um, since we announced last week and then the championship game, uh, you know, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, it's not the way that any of us wanted this. Uh, I think every conference can say that there's games being dropped every week. But when we're going to be out there, it's it's going to be something special. And I'm just really happy for the student athletes and coaches that this is what they this is what they really want to do. And um, this is, you know, everything in their heart and what they train for. And it's, it's cool that they, you know, that testing has improved and things have improved and that we've now have the opportunity that they can go out there and, and show their stuff. Can you just, and I know you just say nothing, if you agree, say nothing, you know, this will uh, be a binding contract. Uh, if a team goes six and oh, uh, and I have no idea about bowl games, but just say they win the bowl game too. Um, can you claim them to be national titles like UCF? <laughs> no. I, I, I don't, I don't, uh, we, we won't go down that road. <laughs> well, Jeremy, it's been, it's been, I should say J1. It's, it's been a pleasure having you on here. Yes, it has. It's been great conversation. Thanks so much for, for joining us and talking all things Maxion and a little bit of baseball. And, you know, it, it an awesome Awesome to have you yeah, on. Guys, I, I can't thank you enough for having me on. This was a lot of fun, and we have our own podcast. Can I plug it real quick? Can I do that? Yeah, yeah our, absolutely. We have our Call to Maction podcast, uh, and where we do talk all Mac all the time. And I can't wait that we're about to get into some episodes where we talk football. Uh, it's been a long summer, and we've we've had like to come up with some things, but to get some topics on there. So if anyone wants to check that out. Um, you know, we, we try to do that, but it's the podcast world. It's great. I love what you guys are doing. This is really cool. Um, now using zoom, it's a great way to record. And, uh, you know, I wish the best of luck to you guys in this. Yeah. You can catch Jeremy on Twitter at J guy Mac and soon, very soon you will be able to catch him on weekend nights and weeknights on the, uh, on the Twitter sphere covering Mac football, because it is finally back. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it.